that your car key? Yeah, I bought a car. That's amazing. Where do you park it? On the street. And Is it, it in front of your apartment? No, those those spots are premium. Yeah. Those spots go fast. I just find spots on the street and then I worry about it. I think, is it going to get beaten up? Is it going to get broken into? Is it going to get yeah. towed? Is it going to get ticketed? So you've purchased something that helps you worry. Well, that wasn't the intent. Yeah, a new thing to worry about. I wanted a car. I was at a spot where I could get a car. I'm at a spot in my life where I feel semi-comfortable getting things that I want. Semi-comfortable? Yeah, well, it's hard enough for me to to get things that I need. So to jump from need to want, that's a that's a big yeah. improvement. Well, good job. So I have this car. Mm-hmm. It's not an escape from New York. Some people think, oh, is this the first step? It's like, no, I feel more connected to the city than I ever have. I feel more established to New York than I ever have. Interesting but, that people would think it's a way to start getting out. I guess the idea is... Yeah, you can live in New York without a car. And that's one of the things the city has to offer. So if you get a car, what, why? Why do you need a car? The, the only mm -hmm. reason to have a car, you don't need a car to get around the city. You need a car to get out of the city. Yeah, part of that's true. I don't want to leave for good, but getting out of the city and going to places that are close by that were previously inaccessible mm -hmm. is nice. Well, cool. Maybe it's what kind point, of car is it? Maybe some point I'll pay $300 a month to park it in a garage. Oh, wow. Then you're like living a fancy New York life. It's a Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. Volkswagen. The people's car. Wonderful. Volkswagen GTI. GTI? 2016. Hatchback. Oh, I love hatchbacks. It's good for parking. Uh-huh. It's good for parking. Yeah, because they're smaller. So when oh. you're doing street parking, you have to, uh, in smaller spots are more available quite often. If you had some mm -hmm. big boat, like a Cadillac or an Escalade. Escalade. Wait, is an Escalade a Cadillac? No. I don't think so, is it? No. What, who makes, I don't know anything about. Toyota? No. No way. I don't know why, because it just sounds right. Toyota Escalade, Ford Escalade. It's a Cadillac uh, Escalade. It's right. Wow. It is? I'm well, sorry. You're right. I'm well, wrong. when I said Cadillac, I thought of like a 1960s El Dorado, a giant car that when they called uh -huh. them when they called them boats, they really were boats. They were so outrageously giant. There was no no need for the car to be that big. But the Escalade. Have you is a have you heard suit. have you heard that thing where people are confused about how a car can seat two people in the front and squish three people in the back seat. But a bus has room for two people on each side and an aisle in the middle. And like, how does that fit in the same lane? How, how does, how, how do both exist? Well, I feel a bus is wider, but isn't that interesting? <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying, but a, a bus I think is still wider than a car. It fits in one lane, but it's still a bit wider. Yeah. I mean, it must be way wider. If it can fit two and two and probably two people within the middle. So that's, you know. A uh, charter bus width uh, inches. No, like a school much. bus. Well, charter bus is the same thing. Okay. Inches to feet. Um, no way. It's bigger. Eight and a half feet wide. Width of Volkswagen GTI. 70 inches. And a bus is 102 inches wide. Okay. So a bus is eight and a half feet wide. My car is 5.8 feet wide. Yeah. School bus width. This is riveting. About 90 inches. A school bus is 90 inches. <gasps> but this 90 so the, inches, but so, then your car is only 70? So that's seven and a half feet. Well, it's an extra, almost not quite two feet, but over an additional one and a half feet wide. Uh, that still doesn't seem like enough. That's plenty. 
No, a ruler plus a little bit more. That's plenty. Is, is that's enough to fit. That's the width of the aisle right there. That's it. Yeah, but it fits two people on each side. Well, comfortably. That's, that's the way it works. <laughs> I guess. There's no mysticism going on. It's not a secret portal. You step on a bus and it's wider inside than it actually is in the physical world. I don't understand it. So that must be the, the only way it exists is through magic. It's the only reason David Copperfield has a job. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Autumn is back, despite the fact that people thought I was trying to replace her with Tim Andrews because he did a show last week. Uh, you know, in the follow up on the heels of the show's previous to last week's show. Yeah, was, it seems probably pretty suspicious. There was a real concern. Are you getting rid of Autumn? What's happening? I mean, at least two people were worried. I don't know if the other ones yeah. did. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't here. Oh, you're apologizing? I made that call. Autumn said, oh, I can't do it at this time. I said, I can't do it any other time. Right, and, but then I still said, you told me previously that you couldn't do it on Sunday. And I was like, well, I can't do it. Or no, you you needed to do it on Saturday. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I was like, nope, I can't do it. You were like, uh, I can't do it. Typical Autumn fashion. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's all, though. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you to apologize. That's not the point of this. I know you're not. You never let me apologize. Um, Sometimes you, I'm sorry. Yeah, but then, then I think of a lot of the times when people express themselves about a situation. Like, hey, well, I can't do it. I'm getting Tim Andrews to do it. Uh, it wasn't anger. It wasn't a threat. There was no push for an apology. So that's why when, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, okay. There's right. So I didn't think that it was a threat um, or like a punishment, but I felt bad for not listening to you when okay. you said, yeah. Okay. Apology accepted. Thanks. So this week's anyway. episode, as we <laughs> tried to try to get back into the swing of normal shows, which we'll see how that goes. We're giving it a go. Yeah. Why attempt. not? Well, I would still like to do the show, but you know, I'm still a bit closed off. Hmm. So, we'll so just, you're, so are you, are you trying to gauge as to whether that will change in the, in the coming weeks? Uh, I'm not necessarily, let's say that we continue to do this and I remain pretty closed off and the show really just stinks because of that, then I guess I would shut it down or I would suggest okay. we shut it down or I would replace you with Tim Andrews. <laughs> there's no, there's no room here for you to replace me. You notice. Yeah, I get it. Even though it's your creation just as much as it is my creation. I have claimed ownership, even though you pay for the podcast hosting. That's right, I do. Which means you could shut it down. <laughs> now, Thank you, because now if you get rid of me, I'm shutting it down. You could. You do have that power. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not it's, this isn't an official test. It's not an official test where it's like, hey, let's see how this goes. Uh, I'm just moving forward with the thought that we're going to continue to do it. But I guess if mm -hmm. if... if things didn't open back up, then there'd be a discussion to be had. I wouldn't make the choice yeah. alone. But if you really care about making good art, because that's where artists, this is some of the, this is art that we create. Is deep. I know that that's lame, but it is a little bit. I think, well, I think, yes, approaching it that way is not uh, a bad thing. It can be helpful no. to view what we're doing as a creative endeavor existing for that alone, not for monetary gain or for some corporate agenda. Yeah, it keeps it um, ours. So I can appreciate you know, it, that. It, it maintains its, um, uh, we maintain its ownership when we're just doing it for the sake of it. I just think that two people talking about random things Calling that art is a little goofy, is all. I know. See, that's what I mean. It's like it, if if we're in, under the same umbrella as art, as other art, other great art, <laughs> then it doesn't really make sense. But to say that we're doing it for to be uh, to have like a creative outlet, you know, to people do consume it, people like it. So in some ways, it's a very small portion of art. 
Well, I think the episodes we did, the three episode arc, were mm. when I was pushing for those with you. It's because I did feel as though that was the closest maybe doing a podcast like this could get to art because it was putting real feelings on display, even though it was more measured than I wanted it to be. If we had recorded on the spot when I was asking, it would have been mm. a lot more emotional. And I would have put that out there. I would have put that out there because stirring feelings in other people or making them think about their lives and their feelings or how they fit into the world, that that to me is artful. Mm. And and I felt Thinking as Thinking back to that makes me feel anxious. Well, that's, you know, if we had recorded and you were feeling anxious or shut down or scared or whatever it was mm-hmm. that you were feeling, then that is art. It would have been presented in a way. I guess, but it was I feel like it and real. I don't know if I would be okay with it going out because I think it would uh, it would be <clears throat> not like I'm being exploited, but I feel like it's I don't know, maybe it was just too personal. Well, it wouldn't I hear that, but it wouldn't have been one-sided you being exploited. I would have been putting myself out there yeah. also. Yeah, I don't think exploited is the right term. I guess what I mean is that it just felt it, it, I think that the conversation we had off air um yeah it was it's it's too it's too personal i've never been like that maybe ever maybe once uh, one other time for a moment and what never been like what that intensely emotional (laughs) and angry outwardly expressing that and i don't know in the moment, feeling all the feelings and expressing them in the moment, like those, the, those, that's hard for me to do. And I did that with you, but I don't know if I would feel comfortable with that going out there. That's real stuff. I understand the discomfort, and mm-hmm. it was something I thought about also. It, it displays a side of you that most people keep private, and there's also a balance that you have to strike if you want to do something like that. Because it's not just airing dirty laundry. Like some people go right. on to Facebook, for example, and they just post nasty things about the other person and they're right. they're putting their shit out there, but it's not thoughtful. It's meant to hurt. You know, I was thinking that presenting this as real also would have come along with it being thoughtful. And because of that, it didn't feel gossipy or dirty to me. It's like, hey, no, these are real things that people actually do feel and everyone's gone through. And a lot of people aren't comfortable. Like, you're not comfortable feeling angry. And to me, it's like, be fucking angry. Anger is real. It's a, it's not, oh, I'm going to shove this down inside and hide away. It's like, no, put that shit out there. Mm-hmm. I just want, so, I wanted something real. I felt as though. No, I understand that. Yeah, I felt as then like, and I think in any relationship I want, and or I have, I want people to be real. Like it, I, it's very hard. It's very hard for me to have people angry at me, and I always wanted to make sure I avoided situations that possibly would have put someone in a spot where they could be angry at me because it makes me feel uncomfortable, and I didn't like being angry at other people. But I realized if you have a good relationship, the other person's like, yeah, thanks for actually being honest and throwing those emotions out there as long as you're not stabbing the other person with your anger. And I know sometimes, you know, it can easily when you're pissed at someone cross over into that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as long as you are aware and catch yourself and don't do anything too egregious, I think that things are okay. Well, I think for me, that is a practice that I need to continue You know, I have to, I have to learn through experience and through being present with myself and my emotions and my state of mind or whatever, that I can have these emotions that aren't as easy to deal with or interact with or feel and that other people are still okay with that. And I don't like, I don't um, kill them by me being disappointed in them or me expressing anger. Yeah, you just... And that they'll still love me or still like me or, you know. Yeah, there doesn't need to be 
an overabundance of caution, making sure you don't rock the boat. That's yeah. It's a ridiculous. But when way that's to go. all you've done, that's a ridiculous you know, for your way life. to go. And I, when I say ridiculous, it sounds like it's directed to you. But like I did it for a long time, and yeah, I'm I'm speaking to myself. It's a pretty ridiculous way to go about things. I realize now. It's like well, okay, well, that was done. I mean. It's hard. It's because, hard to change because there may be some people where you do bring stuff up like that and you rock the boat and they lose their shit. And then you can't you don't feel like you're in a spot where you can express yourself. But then that's when you have to say, all right, this person's a piece of trash and I need to get rid well, of them. <laughs> so you say that and I was thinking, well, I did try and do that a little bit with you and you did lose your shit. And I don't think you're a piece of trash. No. When did I? I the react? And I the reaction not. that you gave to me sometimes was, was like scary to me because I I expressed something or I said something or I did something and it made you react in a way and I had to deal with that. And that was hard for me, too. Well, what I mean is people are also allowed to have their reactions. Right. But that's the other side of it that makes you not want to react or not ha not give your real feelings no but the whole thing is a process so in those yeah. in those instances if you got a reaction you didn't like from me if you felt as though you were shut down or dismissed ultimately probably usually after a few hours if not a few hours a day i would address that it's like okay here's the things you said and i hear these things and you know that's the, the important part of it but sitting with that feeling is so deeply uncomfortable for me. Yeah, nobody likes it. Yeah, but it's not a just like, well, nobody likes it. No, it like, I, it, it feels like, I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it the way that it feels. It's, I, it's really difficult to sit with. But that's where actual real trust comes into play. It's like, mm -hmm. it's still uncomfortable, but maybe it settles that discomfort a bit because you trust that the person is going to view it in Come a way. Come back or... That yeah. also, yeah, they viewed it away as uh, not just their own feelings and how the things you said made them feel, but actually explore the things that you said. Like, oh, well, she was saying this, and it did make me feel like that. And in this instance, that actually made me angry, but also tried to understand that and then, you know, understand the behavior that stemmed from that and blah, blah. That's the trust. Yeah. That's where. No, I'm, I'm into exploring it. And I, and I, I understand talking about it as a, you know, a, a looking at it from afar, from a distance, and it, as like in the past, like 2020 vision or whatever. But in the moment, it feels impossible. It feels like I want to like jump out of my skin. It's like being one of those annoying sports fans who criticizes the players so much. From a distance, they understand the game, like baseball, mm -hmm. let's say they understand it. They, they can get really deep with it. They know all the strategy and they criticize all the moves, but they're not actually playing the game. And if yeah. you put them Ooh, out there on the field, me. if you put them out in the field, they'd strike out and they'd have errors galore. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> there you go. That's a good analogy. That's me. So you can understand it, but it's totally different when you're actually playing the game. Mm -hmm. This isn't the topic, by the way, but I think it does. No, lead, well, I think it leads into the I don't know what we're talking about necessarily but you know after that that string of shows just jumping mm -hmm. into some goofy topic doesn't seem uh, completely natural i guess no the best let's way. talk about smelly markers well the fruity ones that you could get yes. when you were in elementary school sir marks a lot yes i think they were just called marks a lot and then i started calling them sir marks a lot because there was sir mix a lot the, oh, awesome. The, the rapper. So I started calling the markers Sir Marks a lot. <laughs> Those were the ones, right? That had the stench. Yeah, I think so. Oh, wait, you know what? Marks a lot. Those those might just be dry erase markers. Yeah, but I thought there was a brand of the Marks a lot stent with stenches. Stenches. Markers with smell. I could be wrong. Maybe I just like the smell of Marks a lot. That's true. Oh, Mr. Sketch. Oh yeah, Mr. Sketch was the one. Okay. Yep. I well, marks a lot in my defense. I just like that chemical smell. Oh yeah, it's a great smell. Mr. Sketch marker scents. The chocolate one was always interesting to me. <laughs> what was the black? That was licorice. Licorice, yeah. Blech. The worst Blech. of them all. Blech is right. Cinnamon. They don't have chocolate anymore. <gasps> oh no. Cinnamon. 
Here's what I see. Raspberry, watermelon, cherry, orange, apple, fruit punch, blueberry, grape, banana, mint, cinnamon, licorice. Ugh. Why do they change things? Nothing should change. Well, like the green Skittle being apple. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking that nothing. Things shouldn't change, which brings us. Well, things that that brings us to you. Things shouldn't change. I know. (laughs) This is the way I've done it. This is the way I always want to do it. I like the idea of doing it differently, but I will just continue down the same path. It does lead to the topic. (laughs) The whole thing leads to the topic this week, which is spring, because spring is the rebirth. The reawakening and, uh, you know, for us having to move forward. Yeah, we're in a sort of spring. A rebirth. It's my second <laughs> least favorite season. I I was thinking. Wait, about, your second least favorite? Yes. What does that mean? It's not your favorite? Oh, I it's, I, it's not. I hate summer. Got it. Okay. I, and then it's spring above that. I dislike spring. Okay. I like winter. I love fall. Mm. So that's the the order. And I was thinking about this, bringing up spring and then just shitting all over it. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, how predictable are you? You bring up a topic that you – not all the topics that we talk about are things I, I dislike. I, uh, Greg likes trains, You enjoy example. disliking things. Well, I think when you're going to present something, if, if we talked about fall and I, I, maybe it's not so bad to talk about how much you like something and give the reasons why. But I think it's more entertaining to give the reasons you don't like something, but maybe at this point it's just too complaining. Well, and you, I don't think that you should stick to something just because you think it would sound better. You should say what you actually think. And you're a quirky kind of person. And so maybe you would have some like strange thing about spring that you enjoy that someone would also like. <laughs> I don't think there's anything out of the ordinary. It's just more people are coming out and I cannot stand that. That's the main thing. Oh, yeah. But the reason I didn't, I, you know, we're not bringing this up so I could be negative about it. I think it was a fitting topic because we just had. The vernal equinox. We've yeah. o- we've officially crossed over into spring. Which, by the way, did you know that there there's a push to change the name vernal equinox to just March equinox? Why? Because it's not vernal spring. It's not actually spring in the southern hemisphere. So calling it the vernal equinox is insulting to people not uh, in the southern hemisphere because they're uh, they're entering fall, <laughs> and that makes them feel left out. <laughs> Oh, uh, do they feel left out? I, I Nobody knows what vernal means. I don't, no one uses that term. <laughs> I don't know where this came from, like where the movement came from, and I don't know how many people actually care about it, but it was Nobody something. Nobody cares. There, there's, there is a push to change the name because it's not fair to people in the Southern Hemisphere. But people don't say March. And the, the Would they call it whatever March is in their own language? Sure. Like Marzo or whatever. Yeah, whatever the month is, I think they want to do the same thing with the the fall, the autumnal equinox, oh. because it's then going into spring. But as as far as the show goes, it's a it's a relevant topic. We had the so dumb. we had the equinox. I have to say that the winter solstice, my least favorite day of the year. You would think it's my favorite because it's the shortest day of the year, and you get more night. But we should we have to change that too. That's got to be the December solstice. We can't call that the winter. Solstice. Maybe this is not changing. It's fine. You don't. We don't have to think about that at all because it's definitely not a thing. Well, that marks the day when days start getting longer, and which I don't like. When there's oh, you more, don't like that. I, I'm a creature of night. I've always just enjoyed being up at night. There's mm-hmm. a feeling of solitude. You know, there's people around, but a lot of them are tucked away in bed, so they're not going to be a nuisance or a problem. And if there's creative things that I wanted to do, that seemed like the best time to do it. I felt creatively alive but usually i would just ruin that by drinking a bottle of cooked champagne this is going back to the 1660 peach tree days yeah but man i was like i'm gonna do something creative just kidding i'm getting drunk as fuck yeah because there there's a lot of romanticization romantis romantis how do you say it romanticization (laughs) yeah i think that's it romanticization Um, romanticization uh of People, creative people from history, like doing drugs and being creative or like they're they were drunks and they were, you know, brilliant or something. But in reality, it just is like you alone. Watching TV. Well, look, I was on my space back in these days that I'm talking about, and it was great. I was chatting with people It was before it became <laughs> creepy to reach out to people you didn't know. 
chatting with strangers. Yeah, I met several friends this way, just reaching out on MySpace. Even that's how I dated Brittany. Just reached out to her on MySpace, and then we started dating. Wow. So it was it was before dudes ruined everything by stepping in uh, and hitting on everything. But every- you probably had some funny little pickup line. Like, what kind of... Uh, well, she worked is, in radio. What's your favorite pen? She worked in radio, so it was easy to get yeah. into radio. Anyway, back to spring. It also ties in, uh, not because it's just timely for everyone, but it does represent kind of what we're going through. So I think Yeah, it's a- we're out of the dark cold winter of our discontent we've turned the clocks we've changed them spring yep. forward we we can now we'll spend the next 30 minutes talking about how stupid that is and all the health risks yeah it should change and we shouldn't do it um no i i like the spring i mean it's really between fall and spring they're the best to me i like i like i love the winter time but Lately, I've been getting kind of offended when it's been getting too cold. I'm like, nope, no, 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 no. It is not supposed to be this cold. <laughs> you know, I'm ready for it to start warming up. But then by the end of spring, I would be like, oh, no, here comes summer. <laughs> one of the one of the biggest reliefs that I have is because there's still a lot of people outdoor dining in New York because mm-hmm. of COVID. Nice days are coming. You know, the, the German place right near me, half a block away, packed. They've really, oh, I'm sure. they've expanded their setup. They've got tables. They've got huts. They, it's packed. And then, yeah. because we're still in this in-between time, one day it's cold and it's just empty. And that relief yeah. I get when I walk downstairs and walk down my block and there's nobody there when the previous uh-huh. day it was packed and they're blocking and they have their dogs and they're all talking about their superficial lives. This is the best to me. I'm like, wow, the cold. Bring it. Bring more of it. These yeah. people are lured out by the spring weather. And they get in my way. That's ultimately what it is. I'm a very selfish person. I would like, I, I've chosen to live in a city where there are many, many, many people. And then I get annoyed when they're in my way. I understand that. So I don't have the same experience as you, obviously, living in a suburb. But being outside. So sometimes I walk this little parkway that's like three miles around. And when there's someone else also walking, I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Why aren't you on the other side of the road? This is my side. Get out of here. I'm trying to walk. I feel like everyone. Now I have to deal with you. Now I have to deal with like how fast you're going. I'm going a little faster. Now I have to say hi to you when I pass you. Stuff like that. So I think maybe I would be like that if I lived in a city. Everyone feels that, I assume. You like to think the thoughts and feelings you have are unique to you. But if I'm feeling that way about someone approaching me on a sidewalk, more than likely they're thinking the same thing. Maybe not everyone falls into that category, but let's say 30% of them think the same way. There's nothing special about me, so I'm annoying other people with my presence too. And that's very difficult for me sometimes to think about mm-hmm. that, that someone else is having that same thought. I was like, hey, I'm trying to do my best to respect your space. I, I brought this up with my therapist the other day. I was walking down the sidewalk. There was a family uh, with three kids. Two are zooming up the sidewalk on their scooters, zigzagging around, and then they're pushing a stroller with the third baby in there and taking up the whole sidewalk and I couldn't get past them and the kids and I was I got very frustrated with this and I brought up in therapy my therapist tries to say things as though well you live in New York this is the way it goes other people annoy you by living as like, these are not real New Yorkers they came here and they forced the city to fit what they wanted it to be so they could raise their family with three kids it's no place to raise a family with three kids and the traditional means if you want to have multiple kids in New York you have to live with bunk beds in two bedrooms so two bunk beds per two bedrooms and mm-hmm. uh, I they're outsiders to me and she also said, well, maybe they're having a hard time and struggling and you need to take that into account that it was tough for them and they just don't have the mindset to acknowledge you and the fact that they're getting in your way. And I said, no, they were laughing. They're having a nice, friendly conversation with smiles on their faces without a concern. And look, if I saw a family with the, with the parents are frustrated and dour faces, I would say, okay, they're having a hard time. I can give this a, path, a pass. But these people, they did not give a shit. They were the only ones in existence. <laughs> This is not their city. They came here and they made it their fucking Wes Anderson film with their pastel color palettes and their cutesy outfits and <laughs> rooftop so, gardens. Were they, were they in your neighborhood? And symmetry. 
Oh, yeah, that was another thing she said. Because well, you, you do live by the park. She said where she, there are a lot of families. She said you chose to live in a neighborhood where there's a lot of families. Said, no, 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 no. This is not Park Slope. This is not Carroll Gardens. This is not a family neighborhood. It is a family neighborhood. No. Okay. That was the, that, that, no, they were in my way. That's the point. They wouldn't have been in my way if it weren't spring. So, so what would you want? You just think that people like that shouldn't live there. Yeah. I think that if you want to have a family in New York, that's fine. But there's rules that you should have to follow. What about all the like immigrants that had, you know, uh, 16 people in their Yeah, there was apartment. respect. There was like, hey, we're, we're shoving in here. We're coming here to try to live a better life. But we also understand that there are many other people around and they're all trying to do the same thing. And let's try to support one another in this instead of, All right, hey, well, this is like that, instead that of, lady. Hold, instead of, hey, we're coming to a neighborhood and taking it over and changing it to what we want it to be so we can raise our family and take up whole sidewalks. That's not this, what, that's, that's that lady. It was Ann Leibowitz or whatever. Pretend it's a city. Yeah. Or treat I, it like it's a city. Act like this is a city. What's the name of that show? I agree with her. You're talking about the Scorsese directed series on, what was Netflix. that on? Was that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, pretend it's a city. I think it's called. I, I get it. I get people like her. Then I agree with the thing she said. Says, "Oh, you are her." Yeah, but she then is you. But then I get annoyed because then people think I watch that and mimic her. I'm like, no, that is not what's happening. <laughs> well, then there's just no winning. You're gonna get annoyed with something. There are there are <laughs> there are people like her, and that's why I can appreciate what she's saying. I just think that yeah. there's you don't need to be overly polite. I don't want anyone to be overly polite. This is not what's required. Going out of your way, the fake, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't need constant apologies. I just want a little mindfulness. Hey, I'm dealing with my thing. There's a lot of us. We're going to kind of bump into each other sometimes. All that's fine. Uh, but when you don't have a care in the world and it's clear you're only thinking about yourself and you don't give a shit that your hellions are just getting in everyone's way, I want a little, little awareness. That's so spring is bringing these people out. <laughs> From their homes you don't and bothering you. You don't see them scooting around in the snow, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so spring has brought these people out and has allowed me to be a curmudgeon, a cantankerous okay. jerk. <laughs> I, tr I try not to be. I do try to understand other people's plights. Yeah. If I saw a person in a wheelchair, for example, blocking the sidewalk, I would never think for a second, you're in my way. It wouldn't cross my mind. Having too many kids is kind of a handicap. It's a choice to to to, uh, to etiquette. It's a choice. I hear. Yeah, but I hear also what you're at saying. that point, you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> you have too many kids. I hear what you see when we talk about kids, and I know that you sometimes become offended because you have kids. I'm not. I I don't think having children is a bad thing. I think it's just what you the the, the parents who jump it. Oh no, it's so you chose it. No one forced it on you. So I can't have that much compassion. I can have some compassion. I can understand how it is difficult. And that's why I don't need someone to go out of their way to be like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. Don't do that. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you chose it, but that doesn't mean you still can't complain. You can complain. Complaining is fine. It's when you are letting them run wild and then you use it as an excuse. Oh, well, it's mm -hmm. hard. It's difficult. And you wouldn't understand because you didn't choose to have kids. So go live your life where you can try any apple you want. Oh, your, your goal is to try all the apples in the world? Must be nice. Yeah. You know what? I am allowed to try all the apples in the world because I didn't. <laughs> this, this is not something that's been thrust upon you. You no longer have the freedom to try all the apples because the universe set out to conspire against you and make your life harder. That's not what happened. You chose this. You can't eat all the apples in the world, but I don't feel bad because you chose it. So then to make me feel bad, to try to make me feel lesser than because I want to try all the apples in the world and I have the freedom to do it because I don't have kids. Fuck off. That's what spring does. It brings these people up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I've got on spring. Jesus. I, I would like to say that uh, in my research, I found out that. Couples are more likely to break up during spring and the two weeks before Christmas. And the yeah, cri why in spring? And the Christmas is interesting. I think it's because it's just the the pressure that comes along. Well, spring probably is, oh, wow, everyone's out. Look at all these other people. It's, it is a kind of a rebirth, right? Hmm, yeah. You're, so, yeah, you've been like hibernating with someone you're dating. And then you realize like, oh, I don't know about this. 
and then spring happens and then you feel the freedom to maybe break up. That makes all right. That makes sense. Yeah. I think you're reinventing your life in your mind mm-hmm. and you're like, this person doesn't fit. Everything feels more possible now because the weather's warming up. It doesn't it's not hard to get around. And Christmas. Yeah, I feel I feel much more um interested right now for some reason, like um uh growing something. I wanna I'm like going to a garden center, I think today, and I'm gonna buy some plants and things. I'm gonna grow them on my porch. And the only other time that I got into something like that was after my miscarriage. <laughs> So I think I I really think that there's, I don't know, something to that, you know, like putting something in the dirt, taking care of it, keeping it, making sure it, it has the right type of, you know, pot, you know, like weird little considerations for something. I don't, there's there's something going on with me and, and plants. So I'm doing it this this year. I mean, it makes something. it makes sense. It can run parallel to how you're feeling about your life. Overall, it feels mm-hmm. like you want to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tend to things. But and that- I do feel like I'm I'm treating myself like that a little bit too, where I'm not criticizing myself for certain things. Um I you know, uh if I'm feeling a certain way or acting a certain way or wanting something. Uh, that I feel like I shouldn't have or whatever, or I feel guilty about it. Like it's been, I, I hate saying self-care because that's been monetized and like sold and whatever, but well, anything, I really, we'll hmm? finish your thought. I, I feel like um, I'm doing some self-care things, taking care of my home, you know, making sure things are organized and, and taking time, like being uh, mindful of my house and my body. Are you and practicing then, then these plants, <laughs> you are know, you, are you practicing feng shui? Yeah. Uh, don't put the mirror there. It will reflect money. I don't know. I didn't know if you had gone that far at this point. No, fuck that bullshit. It is a shame. I promise I won't rat, uh, rant against capitalism, but it is a shame. It's something like self-care, things that grow organically. Then they mm-hmm. get hijacked by just annoying people. Insufferable people on the internet first, like my self care yeah. routine. It's like okay, but then ultimately the end of the line is, hey, a lot of people are talking about that. Let's sell it. Yeah. And so people package it and sell it, and then you feel as though you can't state the thing that you're actually I trying know. to do. I just want to use self care because <laughs> you're. It's like I got to make sure people know that I didn't fall into that trap. That right. Package. I'm not buying Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> v- vagina candle and calling it self care. There was there was the big push before empathy. We're we're packaging and selling empathy. Oh really? Yeah, corporations did. I mean, I don't. Oh, like bef- like uh, during COVID? No, before that, it was a big thing oh. where we're just not in the business of making money. We're in the business of people. No, you're not. You're oh, a car company. Yeah. You're a car company. You're selling cars. You don't care about people. You think right now that'll help you? Telling people you care about people. Get. I told you I wouldn't rant, so I'm not going to. Everyone gets it. <laughs> you understand. Yeah. So the self care, the growing things. You know, it's it's. A very tangible way to see growth. It's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so that makes And it's sense. something that you have to, I think, I mean, I take care of the kids. That feels a little bit more instinctual. But um, taking care of a plant, you know, or even myself lately feels like something that I have to think about and actively f- figure out and uh, and make sure that I do. There's a process to it. There's things to learn about growing a plant. It's not just throwing some seeds in. It could grow, and maybe if it's a hardy plant, it'll survive just fine, but there is a nurturing Mm -hmm. and some knowledge that comes along with specific plants, flowers, anything like that, and Mm -hmm. I assume that you can yield better, healthier versions the more you know about doing it. So, Yeah, like it needs more drainage than other plants, you know, like weird little things. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. And that's going to be my spring thing, my spring project. That's a nice fitting spring thing. Autumn's spring thing. You try to books, autumn, springs, spring things, things of spring, things of spring by autumn. (laughs) Yeah. The contrast. Yeah. It's glaring. I did think about wanting to try. I made fun of rooftop rooftop gardens already in this show. But 
the reason I think that I go after that is I can understand the appeal of doing yeah, it nice. and how it could be a nice thing to do. And then I see the people who do it and they talk about it and take the pictures of it. And it's like, if I do Again, that. Again, it's, it's, they do it for the, for the um, experience of it instead of like, you're not sure if they genuinely enjoy it or not. Well, they're the, just doing it and because they have to talk about it. They have to take a picture of it. They have to post about it. The experience of it's fine if they're doing it for themselves. It's yeah, it's the experience of letting other people know that they're doing hearing it. about the, the, the it's almost like a prestige. Like, oh, there's a prestige to the rooftop garden or the rooftop uh, bar or something. And so you have to go experience it. And you also have to make sure that everyone knows that you experienced it instead of just experiencing it. I like the idea of having to climb that ladder to my roof lugging up some plant items soil growing stuff pots. up there yeah i think it probably gets very hot up there in the summer though just the sun beating down on it but as you were saying before it would be a nice thing so look, there, there's a nice positive thing that could come out of spring mm-hmm. it's tending to some plants yeah and you've started to do that you buy yourself flowers yeah, I mean, the flowers you just throw into a vase of vase. I love it. That's big for you, just to add something to your home that isn't uh, uh, utilitarian. They're pretty. Yeah, and you bought a car. You're yeah, having what, a spring. What is You're that? Having a personal. I you bought yourself so. a trash can. I I think that I bought myself a trash can that I still haven't used. Now it sits under the sink, and I still use the bags hanging on the cabinet. <laughs> Handle. Well, you know, it's a slow process. Change is hard. I would have bought the car at any time of the year. But it does no, seem No, but to, there's something happening. It does seem to be fitting, spring and opening up. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to use this car to zoom around different places. Because even though that's something that you've always done, because you get like zip cars and drive around and explore places, but to do something for yourself um, that isn't, completely necessary it is just something like you said it wasn't a need it was a want and to acknowledge that want and then give that to yourself i think it's a big deal who the hell do i think i am yeah you don't deserve that divulging no not divulging um what is it indulging (laughs) i'm not not divulging (laughs) information i'm indulging indulging Mm -hmm. in wants that's what yeah you're that's self-care that's uh, yeah i guess i think there's self-care to be had other ways but sure you're right that's true but you're allowed to want things and you're, you're allowed to get some of the things you want you're right i'm trying to allow myself that freedom and that that room yeah so it's okay maybe spring will mean something different to me this year maybe i'll soon yeah. be joining those people brunching on the sidewalk oh god talking about the clothes they're planning on buying mhm are you going to turn into like, you're going to describe yourself as an entrepreneur? Never. Even if I were an entrepreneur, I would never tell anyone. <laughs> Nobody would know. I, no, I would just do it. It's like, yeah, this is what I do. And if someone said, what do you do for a living? It's like, none of your business. Oh, wow. Then they're going to be like, I don't want to talk to you. That's fine. Why would, uh, why does it's it matter? your business. I would what just you, say, so what do you do? None of your business. I'd say I just prefer not to talk about it. If I ran my own business and I was happy and excited about it, maybe I'd want to talk about it in the right circumstances. But when it comes up with someone who just wants to know what I do, whether or not it's just for the sake of conversation, because they can't think of anything more interesting to talk about, that in itself is a reason for me to not talk about it. Or they actually want to know because they want to compare or whatever, or they just want to, yeah, they just want to tell you what they do. I know I'm very cynical. I'm not very, I'm only very cynical based on experience. I've come across, maybe it is living in New York where it Mm -hmm. is such a competitive city and not everyone is like this. And I do think a lot of the times these people actually, if I followed up with half these people that I'm talking about now, hypothetically in these conversations, he never said these things exactly, but I've had similar conversations. I bet they're gone. I bet they don't even live here anymore. Yeah, probably. And the ones that did make it, some of them are these jerks and they got their high paying jobs and they're sticking, but fine. Um, You know, and they're taking up the sidewalk with their too many kids. Yes. I shouldn't aside I I it look, it's based in experience. I'm not completely cynical. I don't think everyone's like this. I just think enough people are like this. That's that's the reason to be I don't like up. telling people what I do for a living. Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to brag. Yeah. It always sounds braggy. And then you've always then you'll come across the people who's always that person who's like, I don't listen to the radio. I haven't yeah. listened to the radio in a long time. You're like me either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I don't listen to the radio. 
And then do they go listen to your show and think, oh. No, because I think it's hard to find. People don't know how to spell Hessler. Sean Hannity's on that station. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay, girl. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, and girl. I'm the girl. That's the other thing is that then they start going down the, that road where I'm the girl on the show. And so, you know, ugh, I'm not that. I am the girl on the show, but I'm not that girl on the show. On a morning show. Ugh. Uh, Jared's more the girl on the show, even though he presents yeah. news stories. He's the one who <laughs> he giggles. He sure is laughing at everything. Yes, he presents. Going crazy about stuff. Man, he laughs like crazy about things that aren't funny. He plays the girl, definitely, on the he show. <laughs> when there's something not even funny, he's like, why are you laughing? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Sometimes I watch it and I'm like, I don't know. Not, not, not. So. Sorry, Jared, if he's listening. <laughs> yeah, right. He doesn't listen to he this. Hasn't, no, if he's listening, he hasn't made it this far. He doesn't listen. None of this interests him. He's, yeah. he's got his own career trajectory to follow. He's a very laid out path. He, think it's he thinks it's going to work, and I hope it does for him. But more than likely, it's not. It probably will. And then he's not going to know what to do with himself. You think it won't work? If that falls apart, it's like, hey, I'm going to be the next full-time host at some point. Maybe not next, but uh -huh. at some point on W. Nobody knows the state of the industry. Nobody yeah. knows for sure that he would get that. Like it's no, and they would cry. What's he gonna do? Is he, he would do something there. He do. He would be like, you know, some sort of multi-jobbed person in the office. You know. Yeah, but that's not what he wants to do. Then the rest of his career feels like a failure. I. I'd still do the power pod. Maybe he'd probably be all right. He's not a person to overthink things. Like, okay, and he'll just keep moving forward. Yeah. Instead yeah. of bogging himself good. down. Which is good. I mean, that's something. So getting back to... So he lives in a perpetual state of spring. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say spring, one of the other reasons that... Summer has the worst holidays, I think, right? So summer for me oh, is the... Oh, what are they? Summer is the, the, my least favorite season. I know that we've talked about... We've done a show on summer before, right? Uh, Maybe. We might have just been complaining about summer. <laughs> I think... Well... Um, uh, don't worry. We'll move into the, the other seasons and I'll wax poetic. Mm -hmm. Now, summer is 4th of July. Eh, that's fine. That's fun. Summer has what else? I guess Labor Day. Flag Day's, Day. Labor Day's <laughs> technically in summer, right? Cinco de Mayo. No, no, that's in spring. Mother's Day. That, this year, no, no. You're, I, I don't know when summer starts. Summer starts oh, I see in it. June. On Father's Day this year. So I was going to say summer has the worst holidays. Spring has the second worst holidays. Easter. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I know it's a big one if you're religious. I don't want to take away from it. Passover. Yeah, and kids. Like there's a whole ritual with the kids. No, I mean, that's nice. Yeah. I remember you got the, the baskets for the kids last year and they were excited in that rabbit ring toss thing. Mm -hmm. How many times did they play with that? Oh, I not not many. It was an inflatable rabbit, and you threw rings over its ears. Yeah. Which was nice of you to buy, but I just wondered how long they played with it. No, the I think uh, the rings lasted for a while, and then, you know, things from my home slowly disappear. <laughs> I start, I, I clear, I quietly clear things away. But if they saw, like, I have thrown things away before, and they find in the trash, like, no, ma! You know, it's like, you haven't played with this for months. Well, that's good, then. At least... Because yeah, if you present it to them, they're not going to let you get rid of it. No, they don't let you throw away anything. So it's funny that you just sneak it out and they never have any idea until one day, three years down the line, and they ask about it. Like, what? Yeah. Where's what? that thing? Like, oh, I, Where did I you get know. that? You pulled that from your memory bank. You know when I Easter know. falls? Do you know how they gauge when Easter falls? No. I never knew this. Tell me. It's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the equinox. What? <laughs> That's why sometimes it's so late and sometimes it's earlier. Say that again. It's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the equinox. Wow. It is so pagan. <laughs> that is so pagan of us. Yeah. To be tied into, you know, such a, an important Christian holiday. Wow. And Passover and Judaism, you know, it's all around. <laughs> it's all That's based in crazy. some of these. It has nothing to do with like Palm Sunday. I thought it had something to do with Palm Sunday. It's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the equinox. Wow. That's why it doesn't have a set date. 
It's always, huh? Uh-huh. That's amazing. Never known when Easter is. Yeah, I don't know stuff like that. Easter it, sometime <laughs> in April. April Fool's um, Day, another spring holiday. Yeah, great. I loved April Fool's Day for some reason. I loved that when I was a kid. Like, I loved the idea of it. Did you? I never. No, I, I wasn't like a trickster. I only did one thing once where I brought Oreos to school with toothpaste inside instead of the cream inside and gave them to people. That was the only trick I ever remember. Did you feel good about yourself? (laughs) You fooled someone? I'm a genius. I probably saw it on like Nickelodeon. You upped your self-worth at the demise of another person's confidence. I probably saw it on like, hey, dude, or... What was that? Um, what was that scary show where they sat around the fire? Scary? No, um, I don't remember that. One. I remember it. I can't remember what it was yeah. called. Tales of the Dark. Not ta- Tales from the Dark. Tales from the Dark. I never really watched that one. Oh no. Was that what it was? Nickelodeon. Tales from the Dark. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? That didn't sound right. Tales <laughs> no, from the, I, that we got there. Right. We got there somehow. Yeah. I don't know why. It's 1990s when it first aired. That's right up. I just, I guess I was never into like horror mystery type stuff. So I just didn't. And it wasn't scary. I mean, they tried to scare you and it wasn't. It, I, I wanted, like, I don't like being scared. I don't like scary movies or anything, but I felt like, okay, this is going to be okay. But I never was satisfied with how scared I was. Like I wanted to be a little more scared. So I didn't really watch it a whole lot, but I just watched that sort of like, I don't know, evening Nickelodeon teen time because I felt like I needed to because I was in that teen group. <laughs> I never liked their sketch comedy show either. I wasn't into that. Oh, which one? The uh, With the slime? No, that one. I guess that one. Um, I can't remember any of the shows now. No, they had the the later sketch comedy one where the guy who's been on SNL for 30 years. Oh, all that? Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't watch all that. I didn't watch all that. Keenan. Keenan Thompson. Yeah, you can't do that on television, I guess. I. You know what? (gasps) I I watched the shit out of that show. I feel like it was on, but I didn't watch it. Just sketch comedy was never up my alley. The scary stuff wasn't up my alley. I I just started watching Doug again because it's on Hulu. What is it? Is it on Pluto? No, no. It's on one of the streaming platforms where you can watch the episodes at at your leisure. Wow. And I was watching that and I was like, yeah, this this is an interesting show. Roger's a real piece of shit. And mm-hmm. if he fell into a ravine and broke his leg and never was found, I wouldn't have cared. But a lot yeah. of them are the same actor. Like the the voice actor, right? Is the same for Doug and Yeah, I think uh, so. Quite often yeah. that was the case. But I liked all those shows. I just, uh, something about. It's a really nice little opening, right? It's like a lot of. There's a lot of noises. It's right yeah. up my alley. Maybe that's where I learned to. And everyone's got the strange names and, you know. Ski, Skeeter. Skeeter, but his name's Mosquito. That's his name. It's oh. <laughs> his actual name. <laughs> Which great, and like he's blue. Like people are just different oh, he's colors. Blue. Nothing Penny? matters. Patty mayonnaise. Patty mayonnaise. God, that's the best. But yeah, sure. I going, you know, back to your cookies. It was probably on one of those shows. April Fool's Day. I'm not interested in Arbor Day. Eh. Like Arbor Day. Nobody knows. Whatever. I'll plant some trees. I'm happy to have trees. Mother's Day. Father's Day. No thanks. I think <laughs> this is. Honoring your parents, good parents. One, it doesn't take. It's funny how we want to make sure nobody feels left out or feels bad. But you've got days like Mother's Mother's Day and Father's Day, where some people have had their parents die, or they had terrible parents, and then they have to be faced with it every year. But nobody talks about this. Hey, get rid of it. Valentine's Day could fall into the same thing. It's like, well, some people maybe feel bad that they don't have anyone. It's okay in these instances. But (laughs) if you had a good mother and a good father. And letting them know, I, I can surely appreciate that and get behind the sentiment and the action to let them know. But come on, we know what it is. It's made up, so you spend money. Yeah. It's create, and everyone buys into it. Mother's Day falls on 
the first new moon after Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> and Cinco de Mayo is another one that I have no interest in <laughs> not for the cultural reasons, just because it's been hijacked by yeah, Rose. Yeah, it's definitely right. Because I think it did. Uh, it's a different day. Like the the what what people think Cinco de Mayo is celebrating is actually a totally different month and day. People don't yeah, they don't even like it's the independence for it's not it's not what, Mexican Revolution it's some a, sort of people fort don't even that was like conquer whatever it's they don't not, know they don't care that's the they don't care you know what I do I do a reverse Cinco de Mayo I do Cinco de Mayo I go to Mexican food on St Patrick's Day because. This let me, is Jared's let me, thing. Let me tell you. I know. It is, that was the point. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were being for real. No, that was the point. <laughs> that was the point that Jared, who's on the radio show, The Von Hessler Doctrine. I know that we talk about it like most people listening to the show know, and they probably do, but there may be a few mm-hmm. who have no clue that this is all born out of a radio show. And yes, I heard that was his thing. I drew the reverse. Okay. I was like, you're 32. What is he, 32 now? Yeah. I don't know why this episode doesn't need to become shit on Jared. I know. <laughs> Slime Jared. Can't you can't do that on mm-hmm. this podcast. I don't know. Isn't that what you say? And then you get slimed. Yes. And if you say water, you get watered. Yeah. I went to the Nickelodeon Studios in Florida and I tasted slime. It was applesauce. What? That's it was applesauce. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like pudding. Oh, and all the stuff like from um, Double really Dare. Applesauce? What did they give it to you in a cup? Yeah, they had you try it. I've always wanted to go explore the old Nickelodeon studios in Orlando that have shut down. Because I, man- I, mean, I imagine it being a decrepit old building and like going inside, it's the old set of Double Dare and just covered mm-hmm. in dust. Clarissa explains it all. Tarp. Yeah, really like a really creepy, sad place. I'm sure that it's been repurposed. Yeah, but like that—that that slime fountain out front has just been shut down for years, and it's clogged up, and there's remnants of slime. <laughs> I would like to explore it and break in if that were the case, but I—I I, Ren and Stimpy are there. I'm I'm pretty sure that it doesn't exist the way that I'm imagining it. I loved that time period of of uh, Nickelodeon. Was it because you were right in the wheelhouse? Do you think? Your kids, I know they don't watch Nickelodeon, but it's it's hard to say because they just watch YouTube videos or streaming. So it's a totally different viewing experience at this mm-hmm. point. But I wonder if Nickelodeon, they were watching it, they would say the same thing. That was the best time. And it's kind of the SNL thing, right? But it's like that mm-hmm. was like whenever you grew up, there's a magical time when you're a kid and you're old enough to understand these more complex shows, not just watching cartoon animals make noises. Because you can't right. even grasp language yet. <laughs> so I, I think that when I would watch things like The Adventures of Pete and Pete and I got it and I laughed at it, there was yes. somewhere inside. I was like, yeah, I, I'm there. I've arrived. Nickelodeon. Well, we could have made this show, the, the Nickelodeon talk, the history of Nickelodeon yeah. from the early 90s. What blows my mind is half those shows were only one or two seasons, three seasons. And they just seem like they were on forever, mainly, yeah. mainly because of well, year. Well, like Doug, how many seasons of Doug are there? Doug had a weird run, and then I think it went somewhere else after Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know on Hulu, like if it says like, like two seasons. Yeah, well, you can look that up. But something like Salute Your Shorts was only two seasons. Oh, I loved Salute Your Shorts. We run, we jump, we swim and play. Doug had seven seasons. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that is that is a lot. And Rugrats. Oh, I know. what's that other one that that had a movie that the movies were dumb? And they were babies. Rugrats. Rugrats loved Rugrats. That went away. I feel as though it came back because they turned them into movies. Yeah, Rugrats was good too. I felt like I was a little. I guess some of the content there was like, okay, this is babies, but. It's a little more complex. Content. Well, there's so. one where he's he has a fever and he's having these dreams. And I thought that that was my favorite episode. Because <laughs> he has this like fever dream. Anyway. But yeah, just... Ren and Stimpy. All those shows. I was into Nickelodeon. We'll, we'll, we'll save this for a future episode. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's not, no, <laughs> we, we, we put it off the rails. And uh, the, the other reasons I don't like spring... <laughs> Oh yeah. Rents are higher. This is as the weather warms. 
more people want to move, and so the demand's higher, so rents are higher if you move in the winter. Again, this is subject to a renting city like New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are more tornadoes. That does not apply to New York, but in general, there are more tornadoes okay. in the spring. Allergies, they really kick up for people. Honeybees swarm. Honeybees are friendly. Yes, but they swarm. This is actually, okay. you're right, though. I, I was reading about, <laughs> about. Honeybees are out there taking up the sidewalks. I was reading honeybees swarming is actually when they're the most docile. Yeah, they're just looking for a home, right? Or they're like. Yeah, they're looking something. for a new place. They're not protecting yeah. anything necessarily. So they're not as aggressive, but still they're Don't swarming. Don't go after my honeybees. Well, I threw that in there. Okay. And that's what I'm I, excited to see things start fluffing up. You know, like the trees and the, the the bushes and the grasses and stuff. Like, I'm excited to see the new, uh, uh, like, environment. It does offer privacy, I'll tell you that. In the, in out, oh, my, yeah. out my back window right now in the winter, I can see the other apartments across the way in their windows, uh, into their back windows. But there's a tree in between, and when that blooms and the leaves come back... You can't see across anymore. And then the And it'll be so pretty to look out there and see all of that green. And then the ivy grows around the windows. Mm-hmm. The vine. That's nice. Yeah. There's some nice things. Look, I if you took people out of the equation, I probably would really like spring. I could get around the warming up of the weather and the blooming and mm-hmm. it's pretty. The colors seem more vibrant. Probably because there are more sunny days, even though it rains more, but rain can be, you know, spring showers. Yeah, rain, yeah, rain brings color to things. It's just uh, the people. Well, why do you live in New York? That's a good question. Because, it's a good question. Because. It's you a, need to be complaining. No, it's an invigorating city. Mm-hmm. Really, it, it's inspiring and gets me going. It's just a lot of people use it for the wrong reasons. All right, well, I'm going to go and uh, go buy those plants. It's they they move here for the wrong reasons. They move here because it's a status symbol and they don't move here because they want it to live in what New York is. They want to make it what they want it to be. And that's what I can't stand. Okay, get out of here. It's not what it's it's not what it's supposed to be. You don't force your will on New York. New York forces its will on you and you live within those rules. Let New York rape you. And you're going to say something like that. Should I not have said that? I just I knew you were going to make some kind of rape joke tied to forcing of the will. Well, it's fine. Typical autumn humor. The girl on the show. The girl on the right. show who's not afraid to say things like that. That's she's she's the girl who's not the girl. Oh no! Don't put it like that. That's that's what your role is. She's the girl. Who's not the girl? She's just Isn't one of that the boys. Crazy. That's been your whole thing your whole life, though. One of the boys. That's just because I am. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one of the boys, but like, I, I mean, I I enjoy hanging out with dudes. Why? Because you can say things. You can. You can. Why? There are plenty of women you could say things with. You just. Yeah, but they're harder to find. Yeah, there's more to... there's more women that you can't say those things in front of than there are ones that you can. It's more meaningful when you find them. You put yeah. some time in to search yep. for these women. But I, that's hard. That's annoying. <laughs> okay. Are we good? I don't. I, sure. I guess we're good. Is that it? You're done. Yeah. You're giving me the thumbs up. You have things to do. Okay. No, I don't. I just thought it you was the a plants. Good you want to go by the plants. Okay. Yeah, I want to go by the plants. I want to put my face in the sunshine. Thanks for listening to One Topic. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Go to our uh, Facebook page and and like us. Go to Apple iTunes and give us a review. Rate us there. Also, you can get 15% off from some delicious hot sauce at hoffandpepper.com. Use the code ONETOPIC15 and uh, support our friends. Okay? Goodbye. Oh, another thing you like quickly. It's like you love driving Uh with the windows down. Oh, I do love that. I see... Spring, I know, brings about the opportunity to do that. But to me, give me the climate control, the air conditioner. It's, oh. It's, look, it's never cooling. It doesn't, the, the, on a hot day, the wind coming in doesn't cool you off. And it's just loud. It's loud. Oh, I like it. It feels uh, free and open.
Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers, so I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.